Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good afternoon. Welcome in. It's Fantasy Sports Today right here with you on Sports Grid. Two hours every day, fantasy talk, wagering talk, and of course, reality talk too. Welcome into the show. We got you here, and I think it's going to be a really compelling show today because we have a lot of news in baseball, both on and off the field as well. The NBA is heading toward their playoffs this weekend. We had a couple of really exciting games, and we'll get to those as well. Also, some fantasy football talk. We'll fire that up here on the show a little bit later on, let's bring in my co-host Joe Pizapia. And Joe, happy Tuesday to you. It's August the 11th, and essentially we're right in the midst of what would be the 30 to 40% mark in Major League Baseball. It's crazy to think that in two weeks, half of the season will be over. And uh, no surprise, some of the best players in the game are really excelling at this point. I was a little worried that the first few picks in fantasy wouldn't be panning out like we thought they would, but especially in the realm of Mike Trout. I guess it doesn't matter if you have a baby or not or what you're doing. This guy is just a generational guy at this point. Yeah, they uh, they certainly, uh, Mets are up against it. Feels like they've been up against it for a decade, but that's kind of where they're at. Let's get to the top stories of the day and break them down here. The first story I think is the most important one, which is with the new protocols from Major League Baseball. Uh, the Indians are basically taking a no-nonsense approach to this. Now, we'll find out exactly what is going on and how it happened today when the Indians speak and when Terry Francona speaks. But for the second consecutive day, they basically have shut down one of their pitchers. And in this case, it's arguably their best pitcher as Mike Clevenger uh, breaks protocol along with Zach Plesak. And both of them have been asked to leave for the time being. Clevenger now in particular is going to have to go through a quarantine period so at the very least, you're looking at no starts this week, maybe no starts next week for him. And uh, that's the big story today. They've lost two pitchers. And uh, how the Indians sort of pick up the pieces with just Shane Bieber and Carrasco, uh, Savali, I guess that's if there's one team that could endure it, it would definitely be them. We met, yep, we mentioned Mike Trout. He went deep yesterday as the Angels beat the A's and stopped their winning streak. And the Angels not having a great season, but Trout is. That's the story for the last... You know, seven years of Mike Trout. Uh, the Mets uh, lost Marcus Stroman for the season. Stroman opted out of 2020, said that he was just simply nervous about having to go play in Miami next week. Also didn't feel 100% comfortable in the midst of the pandemic. And he did get his service time, ironically. So he'll be a free agent at the end of the season. And the Mets basically got nothing for that trade where they acquired him last year. Uh, Nebraska says they're willing to play outside of the Big Ten 
to play their college football season. There is this is the really the top story in sports. It's not as much a fantasy story as it is a reality story, but we're just getting so many reports that say they're playing and they're not playing. We're going back and forth on this and really prominent people and executives and, and athletic directors are all talking about this. And I have a feeling we're going to get an answer on this pretty soon, but we do not have anything definitive at this point. And we'll have to find out what happens with college football this year. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had a, a three pointer. It gives the Lakers a, a win over the Nuggets, and by the time this game went off, it was essentially L.A. minus three, although we had it yesterday at five, so it looked like more of a push if you bet that game late. Uh, big big shot, I think, though, for uh, for Kuzma as well. And then the Suns just keep winning. They win their sixth game in a row, and they were five-point favorites. They end up covering over the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that, Joe, is going to be one team that nobody wants to face as we head toward the NBA playoffs. And uh, one other story, Joe, from ESPN late last night, Major League Baseball is considering having a bubble for the postseason. According to ESPN, it would be 16 teams, three different sites. And it does make some sense to keep the postseason going. But let's let's also call it what it is at this point. You can't predict the virus and you can't predict when things can happen. But the closer we get towards September, let's be honest, it's only two teams that have any positives at all. And the Marlins are back already. So... Mm-hmm. Who knows if they end up doing this? It's probably the smart thing to do, I think, at the very least for the World Series, just to keep them all in one place. There's no reason to travel back and forth if you have no fans. But the playoff bubble could be good. And at this stage, again, as long as no other players from teams test positive, we're in good shape. But the other part of this, Joe, is that, as you can see with the Cleveland Indians, trusting the players is still not a proposition. Yeah, and as we welcome in the radio audience here to Fantasy Sports today on Sports Grid, that is the big question. It's personal responsibility. And just talking with the, the folks on the morning after, right before here, coming on FST, that was the question they asked me. What do we have to do to get football and make sure we have football? I said, personal responsibility is the only thing that can undo football. If players, if other people are not going to take personal responsibility for their actions, and uh, basically follow the protocols correctly, that's going to put the season in danger. And I am for the bubble concept uh, for Major League Baseball. It makes a lot of sense. Like you're saying, it's kind of hard to stay in front of the virus. So I think you have to be kind of proactive and reactive at the same time in terms of where that's going to be. But it's all for naught if the players in particular are not going to take personal responsibility for their actions and be sure that they are not putting their teammates and themselves in any sort of risk at all. We're not asking for a year here. We're asking for a few weeks. I don't think that's too much to ask here, Craig. Yeah, and I and I don't think the NFL players can be trusted. I, I think that they're going, just like baseball, I think they're going to, and there's more players, by the way, I think they're going to have to take a military-style type approach to this and mm-hmm. and basically have more officers and medical officials that are around to make sure that they don't get out of line or else somebody is going to. I mean, this is happening in baseball with only 30 guys on the team. There's going to be 20 more on each football team. Um, you know, that's that's no disrespect to the NFL. But I just think that they're going to have to get a lot more serious than they're planning on. All right, coming up next, fantasy standout from Monday night. We'll hit you next here on The Grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. And welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe here with you on August the 11th, 2020. Great to be with you guys today here on the show. And, uh, boy, I mean, I got to tell you, Joe, I was out in the uh, golf course earlier this morning, and here in South Florida, it is just getting super hot, man. Like, as as if it wasn't already. Like, we're looking at, I was looking at uh, 11 a.m., getting home around 98 degrees. And, I mean, I don't know how these guys are going to play day games in September. But especially with the Cardinals, they're going to have to play so many doubleheaders. No yeah. fun. <laughs> no fun whatsoever. Yeah. And St. Louis could be a hot spot. I, I, do, I feel your pain, man. I told you on Sunday I was trying to get the uh, new hoop together for the little one's birthday. A good five hours out there trying to assemble a basketball hoop, which, man, those things are a lot more complicated than that lets on, let me tell you. And it got at one point where it was so hot, I said, I have to stop. It's up there. The backboard's up. Everything's there. I'll put the rim on and finish it off. But I mean, my goodness, at a certain point I said, if I go up on this ladder, I don't think anything good can come of this. This is going to be, I need to break. I need to break here. It's 95 degrees in Jersey. I need to stop. <laughs> Have they used it yet? Have they used the hoop? No, I got to put the rim. I told you I got to put the rim on. So oh, that the rim. that's the next piece. So, you know, yeah, who needs a rim? A throw it off the backboard. It. Yeah, just throw it yeah. against the backboard. Who cares? Yeah, just have fun with that. <laughs> okay, our fantasy standouts from Monday night are as follows. We'll start off with JT Realmuto again of the Philadelphia Phillies. I think he's made our list three times already this season. He leads all catchers in home runs with five. He leads all catchers in hits. He leads all catchers in runs driven in. And uh, he's going to lead all catchers in money at the end of the season. The Phillies had a chance to <laughs> resign him. They did not. And and here he goes to free agency. And And I don't know what will happen with him, but you know I'll be here for that. That's for sure. In that same game, Aaron Nola was upset that he came out, didn't get to finish the game, but Joe Girardi said afterwards he's paying attention and seeing like every pitcher in Major League Baseball get hurt and said, I'm not going to let this happen to Nola. And given their bullpen situation, it probably was the right move because what is one complete game? If it doesn't have any money attached to it and bonuses, get him out. And that's what they did. Ten strikeouts, eight innings pitched, and a run. He picked up the win. As Drupal Cabrera had the big game for the Washington Nationals, this guy's been playing forever, and he'll continue to play forever, it looks like. Four for four, five runs driven in, three runs, two home runs for his Drupal. And I was watching that game with the Nationals and Mets. I felt like the Nationals may have gotten like 10 hits in a row. Like that That's the way it felt watching that game. It was so ugly. Wow. Uh, Kyle Lewis. There is no stopping this guy. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess at some point he'll slow down. But in a 60-game season, his pace right now is to win the American League Rookie of the Year if they give that, that award. Three more hits yesterday. He's got five home runs, three RBIs, his OPS over 1,000. I don't know. They just they, 
I, I guess they're not going to pitch to him any differently. I can't figure it out. He's faced good pitchers, good opponents, too, and keeps hitting. Matt Chapman, three hits. He was the RBI leader from last night with six in a losing effort. He had three runs and two home runs for Chapman yesterday. And then Lance McCullers Jr., like Denelson Lamette, had a no-hitter going into the sixth inning and ended up giving up a hit finally. Uh, but it was his best game in years for sure. Seven innings pitched, one hit, no earned runs. He picks up the win, and this is what he needed to help out his fantasy owners because his ERA was 16 going into the game, and now it's at six. So, uh, you know, somewhat more livable. But that's uh, that's where we started yesterday. And then, of course, Joe, we'll get to the, the hottest hitter on the planet in a minute. But let's start off with those. Yeah, absolutely. And look, a very important start here for Lance McCullers to bounce back here for fantasy owners. And you know, I'm a fan, so I have not lost faith. He's still in my lineup this week because I just felt like you got to keep running him out there. And it was difficult after his last start, but this is very important too, especially with some of the injuries that Houston has had to their bullpen. So getting seven strong innings out of McCullers was huge for them right now. Uh, Also huge Aaron Nola start to the season, a guy who did not start off well last year and didn't finish particularly well either. All of a sudden, right now, he's just been absolutely brilliant. You look at the strikeout-to-walk ratio for him, 30 strikeouts, just two walks and, tw- and 19 innings for him so far. That is about as dominant as it gets. And if Aaron Nola can continue to do that, Zach Wheeler's got a big start uh, tonight. You can get back-to-back Ws here. That is a great spot here for the Phillies to kind of start to pull themselves out a little bit. And certainly on the back of JT Realmuto, that's happening as well. He's having a fantastic season. And you're right, he is going to get paid. And I think when you look at Realmuto, You also see a player who's a really good athlete who at some point in time, if you move him out from behind the plate, the bat's still going to play and he's a good enough athlete to play another position, whether it be first base, third base, eventually something else, maybe the outfield. And uh, I think we've all seen aging catchers sometimes, you know, not end well in terms of storytelling. But with JT Real Muto, I think he's a little less of a risk. Wouldn't you agree? This is a really fine athlete and a great bat that. Even with the DH in the National League now, more opportunities here where he becomes a more intriguing investment, I think, for a lot of teams out there. Whereas maybe two years ago, you'll look at it and go, ah, catcher position. But now, now things have opened up. And I think JT's in a really good spot in free agency this year, don't you? Yeah, and and it's interesting for him because I'm not 100% sure what his main motivation will be. I know that he was interested in staying in Philadelphia, but they didn't really make him an extension offer. And I know he wants to win, but will he look at it at the end of the season, Joe, and think that Philadelphia is the spot to win? I'm not sure. Will he mm-hmm. say, you know, Texas, Mets, you know, look at all the Red Sox, look at all this money. I'm just going to go for the money. I, I don't know what, what his plan will be, but I know that the Phillies played a game of poker here that they're going to lose because they could have certainly had him uh, on a massive extension that they basically didn't attack. And now uh, he's going to be, I think, the number one free agent now that Betts has signed in major league baseball. But yeah, to your point about playing another position, he did not play catcher at all. He was a a shortstop Mm -hmm. and in, in, in high school and and the catcher got hurt. And so what happened was they put him behind the plate and scouts were there and they were like, wow, this guy maybe could catch. So he was a catcher shortstop. So I think he could play second. He could play first. I don't know about third, maybe third. I don't know, but yeah, he'll, he'll play. He's played first base, I think 30 games or something like that too. So, and, and he's not in and he's not like bereft of power like Mauer was no, toward the end all. of his career. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So he'll hit 15 home runs even in in the twilight. And so, um, yeah, I, I I think he's gonna get the the single richest contract in the history of baseball for a catcher. I did not think he would going into the season. I thought Posey's number was gonna be tough to beat. I think he's gonna beat it, and even with being older. All right, now let's touch on the hottest player in all of baseball and the hottest player in fantasy. If you have this guy on your team. 
and you're not doing well, you really screwed up somewhere else. With all of the players that have been out, offensively, pitching-wise, Charlie Blackman has been a one-man show. Look at these numbers. 484 batting average. We're not talking about three days into the season anymore. 1,200 OPS, 19 RBI, 19 RBIs, 16 runs, and three home runs, Joe. Like, out of this world. I don't. No one's been close. No, he's been absolutely spectacular. I know people don't want to hear this right now, but if you're in a keeper league, in a dynasty league right now, the guy's going to be 34 years old. I, this might be the peak time to move him. You might be able to get a big giant overpay because of it. Because look, he is an older player, but at the same time, you can't deny how good he has been to start this year. He's been absolutely brilliant hitting lefties and righties as well. Yeah. And let's hear from Nolan Arenado talking about Charlie Blackman's hot start. I mean, just, just unbelievable. Like, you know, I've said it earlier, you know, he's, he's probably the best hitter I've ever played with and him and DJ are the best hitters I've ever played with. And when it comes to Chuck, you know, Robbie Ray and, Andrew Chafin, you know, these guys are good lefties, you know, this, these aren't like, you know, these guys are tough lefties, tough, they're tough on righties, you know, they're, they're tough pitchers, and for Charlie to have the bats that he has, like, right now, it's just, it's unbelievable, it's fun to watch, um, you know, just watching on deck, he's just, he's just in control of his body, there's not a lot of movement, but with still a lot of power, it's just, he's like, you know, it's the zone that you, you, you dream of is, is the one he's in right now, um, but just unbelievable at bats. It's just, uh, it's just special to watch. You know, it's uh, like I said. Uh, you know, I'm trying to learn something from him right now, and uh, you know, just watch how he stays in control. He never panics, and that's definitely something I need to be better at. But uh, it's something that you know. I think we can all learn something from Chuck. You know, he's he's just so special. Yeah, Joe, and we wait every year for Charlie Blackman to fall off and for these numbers to go down, and the stolen base numbers have dwindled quite a bit, but. <laughs> I don't know. Like he's, it doesn't seem like he'll ever. As long as he gets eighty games at Coors, or in this case, thirty at Coors, <laughs> I don't know that we'll ever see a drop off. Here's a, here's a stunning stat for you. Ready for this? He's hitting six forty three this year against left handed pitching with an OPS over fifteen hundred. <laughs> just just keep that in mind against left handed pitching. Now he's doing pretty well against right handed pitching as well. You can tell from those numbers, but that's what you're seeing the spark of. And and look, maybe you can also attribute part of this is to some of the pitching that's out there in major league baseball. And some of these guys are getting off to fantastic starts. I don't think pitching is exactly where it should be normally and better hitters like Mike Trout, like Charlie Blackman are taking advantage of that. There's no doubt in my mind that has something to do with some of the inflation for some of these guys, but still a stunning start to the season for Charlie Blackman. No doubt about that. Yeah, for sure. And he's playing every day. Unlike a lot of other <laughs> players, which yes. is the path to success in 2020 we'll take a quick break we've got chris with the update and then greg and jeremy put the tip drill in the nba for today we'll be right back sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. 
This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Thanks again to Greg and Jeremy for all their work on the uh, on the NBA tip drill, helping you win in DFS. Those guys do a great job, and so thanks to them for adding that to our shows today. Although I would say that I'm glad that they are up against it and not me, because this week essentially is very similar to the last week of the NBA season in general, and guys are just in and out and not playing because the playoffs are coming up, and it is really hard because of all the different players that are sitting, and so uh, better them than me to go through this, that's for sure. All right, uh, Joe, so in terms of 2020, what's been really interesting is we're seeing some pretty good starts, I would say, for some players that I have been out on and I was out on going into the season for sure. Um, and it's just coming down to whether or not we're buying the performance that we're seeing. And of the players that we're going to talk about today, it's really hard for me to buy in just because they've been such disappointments over the last few years. Yeah, it's funny because one of the guys on this list actually we're going to talk about is somebody I was very much in on a bounce back last year, didn't quite get all of it. And this year was out. And unfortunately, it looks like he is bouncing without me, which is really heartbreaking. How dare he do that to me? But the first guy on this list is a guy that you kind of were, you know, mocking me about bringing up as, hey, wouldn't it be great if the Royals had another reclamation project and could get this guy right? It's Michael Franco. And uh, you know what? So far, he's been pretty good. You look at the numbers on the season. Uh, yeah, the batting average around 260, but it's more important what that OPS is. I'm focused on that. If he can keep that above the 800 mark, that would be terrific. He's in much better physical condition than he was, I think, when he's with the Phillies. And maybe sometimes just guys need to change the scenery or basically to be put on notice that, hey, you know, you're one step away from being out of the league. I don't think this is going to last, but I do think that it will be fascinating to watch going into the rest of the season for 2021. Because if you can keep that OPS over 60 games above 800, I think he gets back into the conversation of the low end corner guy in a deeper league. And I, you know what? That makes him a useful potential fantasy player. It does if he keeps it up. I don't believe it, and I don't think what we're seeing is real. I'm still going to doubt it, and I've seen Franco have really hot months before, and I think that this is one of them. But we'll see. Stranger things have happened. There's no reason to think why it can't, but I look at the track record from the last three years and think that there's a slide coming for him, so I'll be out still on this player. On the other hand, the pedigree for Will Myers through the years has been incredible. The guy just has not been able to stay on the field, And he fell so far out of favor with the Padres that he essentially went into the year before they made the universal designated hitter as a bench player. And thus far, they're happy that there is the universal DH, so much so that they sent Josh Naylor to the minor leagues and handed over the DH to Will Myers. 278, five home runs, 12 runs driven in, an OPS over 1,000. And I think that Myers is a perfect example, Joe, of somebody that can play really well for 60 games And then you don't want to ever trust again, because simply put, we've seen him do this for three months at a time every year, but you'd be hard pressed to find players that have missed more time in baseball over the last five years than him. Yeah. And maybe the DH role is exactly what he needs. And this is the guy, just in case you're wondering, 
who burned me last year. And I took a lot of shots at him because of the power speed combination. There's not a lot of players out there that have a 2020 profile. They can get late in drafts. And Will Myers has that. He has the ability to steal 20 plus bases and 20, hit 20 plus home runs. Those guys don't grow on trees. So Will Myers for me is definitely a guy like Craig saying, yes, you take it with a grain of salt, but at the same time, maybe the everyday DH taking a little bit of tread off the tires, playing the field is exactly what this player needs to be more productive at the plate. Speaking of which, John Carlos Stanton uh, reports today say that he is going to miss three to four weeks with his banged up hamstring. So maybe you would want to take a shot on somebody like A.J. Pollock of the Los Angeles Dodgers, speaking of somebody else who's been out for a number of years with injuries. And it seems like the Dodgers are really limiting his playing time to keep him on the field this year. He's hitting over 300. Somehow he has four home runs, nine runs driven in an OPS over 1,000. And I think that's the secret sauce with Pollock, Joe. I don't think he'll ever be a 160-game player. But if you can limit him to about 100 games, maybe. Recognize that beating the Dodgers is their ticket into the playoffs. And they have been hyper competitive so far, basically in every game they've played them. And I think that is something you take into account also from the wagering standpoint. And Richards is, is capable of going out there and throwing a better game. I think the last start he had or the one before that was in Colorado. It's not indicative of what you're going to get out of Garrett Richards, hopefully. But at the same time, I love Stripling as a pitcher. I think he's done a fantastic job of filling in when asked these last few years in that starting role and then going back to the bullpen when he's been asked. I mean, how valuable has Ross Stripling been to the Dodgers who have had so many different injuries, but they could always turn to Ross Stripling to kind of fill that void. And I have the utmost respect for him, but at the same time, I don't think tonight is the way it shakes out from a DFS standpoint, from a wagering standpoint, that you want to get involved in this. Do you see this one differently, or is this another four outcomer for you? Yeah, it looks, it looks like a low-scoring game, close game as well. The one issue that I see for the Padres at this point is that bullpen that they built clearly on the left arm of Pomerantz on the right arm of Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates has not been right, which unfortunately no. shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody because closers, once again, are always going to hurt you. Uh, Yates does have two saves, Joe, and he's got seven strikeouts, but his ERA is over 10, and the manager, Jace Tingler, said that his body is sore after the game, and Pomerantz has more saves right now than Kirby Yates. And so uh, I don't know how many games in a row Pomerantz can pitch, and and he pitched yesterday. I suppose he could continue to pitch, but that would be my concern uh, on the side of of the Padres, is that if this was to get into a late-inning situation, how many times can you go back to the well uh, with Pomerantz, we'll have to see tonight. But uh, Joe Yates was the number one closer in fantasy going into the season, and 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 can't even get on the mound right now. That's that's it's a tough one. I mean, the lesson. I don't know when we have to learn the lesson. I have to get beat over the head with it. Just don't overpay, you know. And the worst thing you do is pay for the middle tier of saves too in closers. That's the worst. That Cody Allen group, or this year the Hansel Robles group of guys, which were just absolutely going to turn over those gigs. You had to know that it was not a good investment. And the worst part is if you if you overpay for the guys in the middle of the closer tier that you think are just safe, who've done it maybe for one season, they're really not. And you're passing on really good quality veteran bats potentially, or good quality fourth, fifth starters that you're going to need. So I hope going into next year, everybody takes a different approach to closers. And I would like to see everybody really just collectively. And from an analyst standpoint, push them aside a little bit. Let's push everybody down a few pegs. It'll never Let's stop this. Uh, you know what? It, it, but you know what? I, you know, in a way, I hope it doesn't happen because then folks like you and I, who are just going to go find on the waiver wire, will continue to have success there. Yeah. I mean, look, two, two really high end middle of the road closers 
that if you go back and look at any kind of projection system that anybody had, uh, two of the best guys to get in those middle rounds were Jose LeClerc, Ken Giles, and neither of them will probably throw a pitch the rest of the season. We'll be right back with more fantasy sports today coming up at the top of the hour. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back. It's Fantasy Sports Today right here on Sports Grid. We've got a full slate of Major League Baseball games tonight, of course. As we mentioned earlier in the show, the Yankees placed Giancarlo Stanton on the 10-day injured list with that hamstring issue and have recalled from their alternate campsite, Clint Frazier. So maybe Frazier gets some playing time, although Mike Talkman has done a really good job for them. It would be sad to see him go to the bench. Also, Ford has done a great job as well. Maybe one of those players will be in Joe's DFS lineup tonight. Let's find out when we get a little bit of a DFS preview over on FanDuel from Joe tonight. Joe? Well, we got our home run from Trevor Story, our big bat, his first at-bat last night. So big sigh of relief there. He certainly paid off right away. I like when guys do that. And as I told you yesterday, get all into those runs in Colorado last night with Robbie Ray on the mound and John Gray. And if you did, there was a whole lot of points to be had. Now, tonight, I would fade away from that game with the guys on the mound in particular uh, with Gowan. But I will be going all after Zach Wheeler tonight. He's just 9K. He's going against Baltimore. And you're going to see he's also the best GPP and cash game arm. Scherzer's back on there tonight. He's expensive. And I think the upside for Scherzer is limited coming back from that hamstring injury. What are the chances he goes seven, eight innings and they let him do that? Probably unlikely. So if anything, he's more of a GPP play, ironically, Scherzer. But I think that Zach Wheeler, if you're looking at tonight, great matchup, uh, good potential for strikeouts in that Baltimore lineup. I think he plays in both. Uh, the big hitter you want to pay off for is Bryce Harper tonight against uh, Alex Cobb and the Baltimore Orioles. Again, they're at home. Good hitter ballpark there for home runs. And for Emil Reyes, he's got a good spot here against a left-handed pitcher tonight against John Lester and the Cubs. So uh, Lester's a guy who's been very hittable. He's just 2.6. I like the power upside there as a little uh, play where you can kind of, you know, afford to go up to wheelers. And there's a lot of value once again, between 2.5 and 3K. You can find a lot of good one-off players, guys like Guriel who are hitting in the five spot, still under 3K, a lot of good potential power and a lot of good potential points to be had from FanDuel tonight. All right, so keep an eye on that. And for all of your other DFS needs, make sure you stick around to the show as we go over a couple of games coming up a little bit later and break down two games also in terms of wagering over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So make sure you stay on the grid. And also from a betting perspective, Scott Farrell going coast to coast later on, as well as in-game live. Catch those two shows. They'll help you out throughout the day, throughout the night, baseball, basketball, hockey and everything else. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today right here on Sports Grid. Stay on the grid. We're back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. (laughs) 
Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. 